I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greeting that this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their gifts, their treasures, and presented him with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. One of my favorite parts of the Christmas story is out of all the people that the angels could have shown up to, it was the shepherds. Like, you'd think that if they really wanted to get the message out that the Savior of the world had finally shown his face to earth, like, he would go to, they would go to someone who was of high power or who had, like, a really high reputation in that culture, Right? Or at least had a couple thousand followers on Twitter, you know, or whatever they could do to get this word out. But instead, they choose to go to shepherds. 
Shepherds back in that day were really kind of at the bottom of the food chain. They were like, they had the lowest economic status. They lived in caves most of the time. They watched sheep and goats, so that means they probably smelled bad on top of that. Of all people, it was the shepherds. But after the angel of the Lord showed up to them and and told them that the Lord has been born in the town of David, the Savior has come and is wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. And after the heavenly host appeared to them in the sky and said, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. The shepherds immediately drop everything. Their families, they drop their, they drop their, uh, their, their flocks, their sheep, their goats, all that stuff. And they go to see the Christ child for themselves. And when they get there, they, they're mesmerized that they see this child lying in this manger who is also somehow their Lord. And I can imagine that they were so ecstatic. Because they probably, they probably felt like they didn't deserve to see this. They were overwhelmed with it. And Luke's gospel continues to tell us that from that place, after they witnessed Jesus with their own eyes... They went and told everyone they came into contact with. Have you seen the Messiah? The hope of the world has finally come. The Savior has been born. Luke continues to say that after they returned, they couldn't stop glorifying and praising God for everything they had seen, this this miraculous night that took place. It's truly a night divine. I think what happens to all of us is we kind of get into this rut around this time of year, right? Where we want to get through this week, we want to get everything done, we want to get all those final projects done and all those other things. And just so we can finally go home for three and a half weeks and not have to worry about a single thing, right? Except for resting, catching up with friends, if you still have high school friends that you are actually in contact with. (laughs) I don't know. Have all those family traditions, eat tons of food, maybe go to a Christmas Eve service. Yes. (laughs) All while hopefully remembering to actually thank God for sending his son in the midst of all that. Because we have so many traditions that revolve around that night when Christ came to earth. But too often I think we actually forget about that night that Christ was sent to earth. And really how big of a deal it was. So I guess my challenge for us, not, not just for the rest of this service but, or the rest of this week, but really for this whole Advent season, is to develop an attitude that the shepherds had. Who were willing to drop everything to go and worship Christ for his coming. Because let's be honest, we have so much on our mind right now. We have so much on our plate. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's assignments, maybe it's exams, whatever, but maybe for some of you, you had a really bad Thanksgiving weekend. You were hoping to connect with family, but things just went wrong. Or maybe you're graduating here in a couple of weeks, and you're still trying to figure out what life is supposed to be. Maybe there's relationship tensions. Maybe you're just struggling with a lot. But during this next song, it's a song we're all familiar with. It, 
let's try to take on that attitude of just dropping everything that's on our, that's on our plate right now and worship Jesus for his coming and to remember the night that changed everything. The night when hope came down to earth and was laid in a manger. The night when grace, for the first time ever, had a face that was no different from yours or mine. So just for this next song, it's all holy night. One of the, I, I personally think one of the best Christmas songs ever. But just sit in the peace of God and just focus on what that night had to have been like and what that night means for you today. Just to separate yourselves from everything else that's going on and be in that place that you need to be. Remember that night. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. He testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. From this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel the savior, Jesus, as he has promised. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken away from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. This is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. I, Jesus, have sent my angels to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. The Spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The long-awaited Messiah. He was real. He came. He came. And in the little lowly manger, a little baby boy, Jesus, he came. 
And yet I want you to know that through that moment, it was, it was always about more than just that day. For the shepherds, for those who are in the house, for the magi and for the people of Israel who would be fined about, about it later, everyone who met Jesus, everyone who knew he would be the Messiah, they saw him and that little boy was far more than just a boy. The day came that the Messiah was real and he was here. He was present. But it was more about him than just him being here. There's still work to be done. There were the things in which were foretold about him. And so when the day finally came, they worshipped him. And they worshipped God because of the things foretold of him. See, Christ was the one through which all would be saved. It was through him that Israel would be redeemed, that both the wicked and the righteous would receive their justice. And that through him, all would come to worship the Lord and he would reign forever. This was the Messiah. This is the one they were awaiting. It may seem really odd for us to imagine Christmas and that cute little face as anything different. He's a little kid, a little baby, with bright eyes, squishy face, and that fits our tradition of Christmas so often. He gives us a sense of happiness and goodwill. It befits the way that we sit around the fire, snuggle with family, give little pretty presents. But he was more than that. And those who saw him in that day saw him as more than that. He was the great victor, the champion, the king that they were waiting for. And it is no different for us today. He was their savior. He is our savior. He was their hope. And he is our great and powerful hope. He is the one that is described in Revelation as one who shines so brightly that he's seen through all earth and heaven. He is so powerful and so glorious that they sing of his name and his praise for eternity. This is the Christ child. And so when we come into the Advent season, we are stepping into the oldest and the most core part of our worship to God, awaiting him awaiting salvation. So this is the way that I see appropriate worship for Christmas and for Advent, for the coming of Christ. We come down to his manger. And we kneel. And yet we await and anticipate how this small child is going to reign with a powerful hand, a mighty fist. He has the power. He has come and he is destined to come again. And he's going to reign like never before. This is our Messiah. This is our advent and our anticipation of worship. Christ was foretold, he came. He really did. And Christ is coming again. Please stand with me and worship.
for that Christ that we anticipate, not just as a cute little face, but as our powerful champion Messiah. The anticipation of a savior took place as soon as the fall of man happened. But of course, after the course of time, Jesus finally came and he's given us restoration. He's given us salvation. And man, what, what, a, what an incredible thought that Jesus is coming back, right? Like that, that's so mind-blowing. And what I've just kind of come to recognize is that anticipation should ultimately lead to action. Like we shouldn't just kind of sit here waiting for Jesus just to show up, right? We need to actually do something. So how can you make your Advent season this year an action? How can it be all about that anticipation of what Christ is going to continue to do in your life and the lives of those around you when he finally returns back to earth? For some of you, maybe that's actually going out and getting somebody a gift. Maybe that's loving a family member that you, that you have a really hard time being around because you know you're going to see them in a couple weeks. And in fact, we have a very tangible option right after service and also on Wednesday. As you guys know, we're doing this fundraiser to raise money up for an ambulance for a hospital in Sierra Leone. And right now we have a little over $4,500 raised and we need $30,000. But I truly believe that God's good and we can raise that. So today we're going to have baskets right outside the doors for you guys to donate if you guys feel so led. And just uh, kind of give out of that response to this time. And also on Wednesday, we'll actually have a time during the service for us to donate electronically through our phones and everything. It's going to be pretty sweet. But with that, you guys are sent out. Have an incredible last week. We love you guys. Live in that anticipation.